Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Skeptical Podcast with me, Aldo, and my co-host, Rebecca. Me. Say hello, Rebecca. Hello. Uh, it's been a while since our last episode, obviously, for the lockdown stuff, and well, it was the festive period, and I work in a busy environment during the festive period, but we're back, and today, you can tell them what it is, Rebecca. So today, we're going to be talking about... Um, Barney and Betty Hill, which is the first um, highly publicised UFO abduction in America in the 1960s. That is what we will be covering today. So let's get into it. Let's get started with a bit of the background. So, obviously, you've got Barney and Betty Hill, who were a mixed race couple from New Hampshire. And this is back in the early 60s. The abduction happened on the 19th of September, 1961. And in those times in America, interracial marriage was still legal in many states. So it's quite a weird thing that people who could be persecuted would come forward and saying they'd been abducted by aliens. Mm. But I'm going to a bit more with their background. Barney, he was a postman. He trained at university to be an engineer, but was told due to his race he would never get a job in that field and became a postman. And Betty, she had a master's degree from university, but she was a social worker and was head of youth facilities in New Hampshire. You got anything to say, Rebecca? No, you covered everything yes. there. So we'll get on with the abduction. I'll let you speak about the abduction, okay. and I'll just okay, chime so, in with any facts. Okay. So the 19th of September, 1961, um, the couple have been, they've been on a holiday uh, vacation to Niagara Falls and Montreal, and they were driving back to Portsmouth where they were staying. Um, and I think at the time Barney was driving along and um, Betty claimed to observe a bright light in the sky. Um, she said it was like a falling star that moved upwards rather than obviously falling. Um, so she told Barney, like, stop the car, stop the car, so we can have a closer look and walk the dog, because they had the little doggy with them as well. Um, so they stopped off at a picnic area just outside of Twin Mountain. Uh, they were both had binoculars with them, and Betty was using the binoculars, and she, she claimed to have seen an odd-shaped craft with flashing multicolored lights across the face of the moon. Um, and she, she said to Barney, I think at the time, or she claimed she thought it might have been a flying saucer because her sister had claimed that she'd seen one a few years earlier. Um, and Barney had thought that at the time it was a commercial plane, but he soon changed his mind when it started um, like descending towards them in their direction. They quickly returned to the car and drove off down a mountain road. Um, they continued driving down this road quite slowly as because they, they kept looking back and watching as this object um, with flashing lights got closer and closer towards them. Um, Betty claimed it was at least 60 feet long. Uh, she measured it against the side of like the, the cliff, I think. Um, and she said it would have been about 60 feet long. And then they said that this object started descending more and more rapidly towards them. 
Um, and Barney actually said it it reminded him of a huge pancake. Um, and then they stopped the car in the middle of the road and apparently here eight to 11 humanoid figures were, could be seen with their binoculars peering out of windows in this craft, wearing what they considered glossy black uniforms and like matching caps. Um, and then, but but basically, they then they, when they stop the car, the, the next memory they have is being in the car further down. I think about thirty five miles down the road, with having no recollection of what had happened between between the time. Yeah, it was two um, hours later, thirty five miles away. Yeah, it was the next and memory after that. Yeah, and I think that the most of it came up later <laughs> on with, with the. Uh, the therapy. Well, when they discovered two hours later, 35 miles away, Betty's dress was damaged. Um, Barney's shoes were damaged. The strap on the binoculars was broken and there was weird marks on the exterior of the car, leading to the thought that something had happened to them. But it was a... It wasn't... They didn't report it straight away, though. They... They went home and tried to live a normal life, but obviously they couldn't shake the feeling that something had happened. Like, they had an ominous feeling over them. Barney would always check his body for marks and sores and stuff that weren't there. Yeah, he che- he went into the bathroom, didn't he, when they got home and checked his genitals, but he said he didn't find anything um, untoward. But it was a few years later where they went into, I believe... The regression therapy was in 1964, but I forgot to write down the date on my notes. But with <laughs> Benjamin Simon, uh, yeah. and they were both taken separately in the hypnotic regression therapy. But both their uh, stories matched up and were pretty similar. Uh, Barney described short beings with grey skin and black costumes. And Betty also recalled medical procedures such as a needle being put in her navel, which is belly button, I think. Yeah, it is. So, what do you make of that so far? What's happened to them? Um. Well, well, you know, uh, it would seem that something has happened because what? How do they account for the missing time? You know, it took yeah. them. It, the drive that they were taking was supposed to take five hours and it took them seven and they, they can't account for two hours of it. So you, you would think that something had potentially happened, but... Yeah, and he's fell asleep you know. at the wheel. So you've got to think he'd be in a ditch or something. If, like... Yeah. That's the only way the time could be missed, is if they fell asleep at the wheel. But obviously they wouldn't have just kept driving. They, they wouldn't have moved but, the 35 miles. No. No, yeah, I suppose. But they, they, you know, they were taking a long drive anyway. Um, they might have drank a load of coffee <laughs> and they're having, like, trips, you know. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know if you get trips from drinking coffee. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you drink, I suppose. But um... they also had, um, when they got back home, um, they both, like you said, they both had these weird like sensations and impulses that they couldn't explain. Um, one of them, Betty, insisted that the luggage that they had in the car, 
that she wanted to keep it at the back door rather than bringing it into the house because she felt that it might have been um, tampered with, like tarred, oh, yeah, something or something. Um, and their watches as well, both their watches didn't work. Yeah, never worked again. again. Yeah, after yeah. that, which is weird. Which is, yeah, it's weird. You could tell That's something weird. affected them, though, because of the way they were acting. Because it was they were acting so weird that it convinced Betty's niece, Kathleen Marder, to take on a career in UFO research with MUFON. Kathleen was 13 at the time of the abduction, but she dedicated her life to researching UFOs and extraterrestrial life after seeing the effect it had on Betty and Barney. Yeah, I think though that also Betty, um, when when she got when she when they got back, she started having all these weird nightmares and dreams, um, where she claimed that, um, like these different things were happening in in the dreams. The, the, well, it was ten days after the abduction she started having these dreams, and she had them consecutive consecutively for five nights in a row. Um, and she had dreams of uh, what she considered an examiner and a leader. Um, so these beings on this craft, what, the examiner was the person who put the things in the belly button and took bits of her nails and her skin. And the leader, she said that she had a conversation with in English. Um, who, and he, he said to her that she could take this book, which had strange symbols on, but then retracted this as he said that the other beings didn't want her to remember the encounter. So she started having these dreams anyway um, of of these of these two yeah. um, people. And Barney said that he thought the dreams were nonsense, uh, which is why he agreed to the hypnosis and the therapy, because he, he thought that it would kind of put Betty's mind to rest about yeah. these dreams that she was having and these, these thoughts that she thought. Well, all their hypnosis sessions were recorded and you can find them online. And, and some of them... Barney starts crying and convulsing his body in weird ways when he's talking about certain stuff happening and that. But it's not that great quality, obviously, because it's from the 60s, but you can hear like the recordings of when the hypnosis is getting done to them. Yeah, but Barney, in his hypnosis, un- when he was under hypnotism, he did say that about the strap on the binoculars that you mentioned before, um, that... It broke when he was running back to the car. Oh, did it? So, so that's one thing yeah, so for the... Accounted for. Mm. Well, um, he also said, it whilst he was under hypnotism, he also said that he recalled driving away, but he described a compelling need to drive into the woods. And there were six men standing in the road. He described them as men under hypnotism. And there was a leader who said not to fear and to close his eyes. Um, and he said that if he, he was kind of, he was focused on the eyes, saying all I can see is these eyes, like it feels like they're pushing into me. Which, which when you when you look at what um, aliens are considered to look like, they they are all, all eyes, aren't they? Yeah, the most common appearance is big head, big eyes, skinny body. Yeah. But this was like the first one with like mass media hype behind it, so it got reported all over America. And it sort of set the narrative for all future abduction stories that you hear nowadays of like missing time, like memories, flashbacks, getting operated on, stuff like that. So like mm. it sort of set the thing. So like 
either it did happen and that's the way it always goes or these people it happened to these people and there's a lot of copycat people out there saying yeah I had that missing time and stuff but wasn't wasn't um, Becky's sister prior to them being abducted wasn't she working in you something to do with UFOs. I, I don't know. I didn't look at her sister. I just knew that their niece took up a career in uh, researching UFOs after the event. Mm. There has been a few possible theories, though, as to what happened if it was actually a UFO or if it wasn't. One of the theories for Barney is accidental awareness. Have you heard of that? Yeah, this is when um, yeah, you, yeah. His, his, you wake yeah. up in surgery for a brief second and see the people yeah. when you're under anaesthetic. So it's basically like got all the ticks, all the boxes, like sort of some of the stuff under hypnosis. So like yeah. people probing him, masked people looking over him, bright lights in his face and that. Because he had recently had a tonsillectomy done to him, which is when they removed the tonsils. Yeah, I think it was, was it a year before yeah. or something, in the, in the year before the abduction? So people are thinking that maybe it's just a regressed memory from that, like the trauma waking up during surgery. Well, yeah. what do you think of that? Do you think that's There's, got some weight behind it? it? I mean, it's possible and also another, it could, it could be kind of um, coincided with one of the other theories that um, his recollection under hypnotism was inspired by um like a possible fantasy or around betty's dreams you know when when betty's woken up and talked about her dreams talked yeah. about these beings in you know and he's put the two together of of his waking up in surgery alongside what betty is recalling from her dreams and that's why the stories are so similar well there's also a guy called Jim McDonald. Did you see anything about Jim McDonald? No. Well, Jim McDonald basically went through everything about this. So he went through, like, when the moon came out, when the sun came out that day, when it set, and he basically went out to New Hampshire and he drove the speeds that the hills reported and he drove the roads at the same time of night trying to see if he could get, like, a UFO. And mm-hmm. what he found is there's an observation tower on one of the mountains near there. I can't remember what's in Odbirds. I think it's a weather observation tower. Uh, he went about and he was basically, drove the roads and he managed to see lights similar to like what they reported, but they were coming from like the observation tower on this hill. So when he was taking the bends and stuff, it looked like it was following him, but it was actually still on the mountain. It was just his perspective. But that still doesn't explain another thing I forgot to add earlier, that there was actually a blip on our radar that reported that night, an unexplained blip on a weather observation station nearby on our radar. Something was picked up on that that can't be explained. Yeah, speaking of that as well, the the spots on the trunk of the car that we talked about earlier as well, when when they bring a compass close to them, the the compass would, um, I can't think of the word, but like... It's yeah, like malfunction yeah. and and stop like face north when it was south and things like that. So I mean that would kind of coincide with this. Yeah, 
Well, it would make it more plausible that something actually happened. Mm. Uh, but also about Betty's recollection as well. In 1953, a film called Invaders from Mars came out. Have you heard of this film? No, no but this is before, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. Betty was a known sci- science fiction fan. And in that film, there is a scene where the aliens, the invaders from Mars, put a needle into a woman's navel. Mm. Also, an episode of a TV programme called The Outer Worlds aired 12 days before Barney gave his description of the aliens. And in that TV episode, there was aliens matching Barney's description. Hmm. But, it, I mean, it doesn't explain like what you said at the beginning about them being an interracial yeah, couple. You and wouldn't want to draw attention to, draw to attention. that in those times in America. Which yeah. is why I, why I sort of think it's true. But this is like the big one that started it all, and it's probably the most believable. There is another couple of abductions we will cover on the podcast that are quite good. But this one was like the OG, the original. And I don't know about it because when I was, it's one I've always believed, I've just took it as fact. And then when I looked into it and I've seen the stuff about the films and the waking, waking up in surgery, the accidental awareness, I was like, oh, I hope it's true. Potential (laughs) for, yeah. There's definitely potential that you know they've they've been inspired by things that they've seen, yeah. films they've watched. And, but there, there was know. a survey at this time in America, and I'm sure only four percent of Americans believed in UFOs. That was in like the fifties, late fifties, and then after this blew up yeah. in the media and stuff, forty-four percent of Americans said they believed that UFOs were of extraterrestrial origin. I don't know, this was a big part in the UFO boom, though, because it was shortly after this that all a lot of famous sightings started happening. Yeah, it was investigated, though, by the, I can't remember, the, the abbreviations, like NIC, the, the National... Yeah, it would have been investigated at the time. Uh, I don't know if this is quite when Operation... Paperclip and stuff was happening. I think it's called Operation Paperclip or Operation Blue Book, where the government was actively investigating all UFO sightings and stuff secretly. Yeah. But it was a big case at the time, and I don't know if you've got any other theories about it of what may have happened. Um, yeah, there was a major Paul Henderson of the US Air Force, the US Air Force that interviewed them. Um, on the 21st of September, so two two days days after. Um, And at the time, Betty said that she did emit some details due to fear of being, like, labelled crazy, I suppose. Um, And they were interviewed by a major, Paul Henderson, um, quite a few times and over the course of a couple of days. And then he um, concluded that the couple had probably misidentified Jupiter because... In the there's also a picture as well of of what the the alignment of the moon and the stars and the planets were on that night on on the old Google and there is the moon and there's Jupiter and Saturn directly under it and they're really quite bright. Um, so he yes he thinks it's explain. astronomical he thinks like, that, phenomenon. Yeah, 
you do get that sometimes because even yeah. up where I am, you can sometimes see some of the planets really bright and big. Yeah, well, I mean, that doesn't explain yeah, the other but... things, I suppose. But I, I guess if she's not told all the details and she's just explained these lights in the sky, then, you know, he's bound to come to a conclusion that it's potentially just a planet because yeah. he doesn't know of all well, the other things. But did you know that Betty's dress was sent off to five different labs over the years? When they got back and she she noticed, you know, you said earlier it that it was all yeah. um, torn and damaged and ripped. She she also she she noticed that there was some pink powder on on her dress, um. And so she hung it outside on on the line, and the powder obviously blew off, um. But and she, then she threw the dress away because it was irreparable, because it was so damaged. But then she changed her mind and she brought it back in, and, and the dress has been sent off to five different labs over the years for looking for forensic evidence, um. And I don't think anything has been found from that. Because obviously it's at the time scientific, yeah. you know, forensics and stuff would wasn't. Yeah, they were it. just in their early stages at that point in time. Yeah. So what do you think? Before we start wrapping it up, have you got anything else to add though before we Um No, I don't I don't think I've got anything else to add as such. It's just kind of thinking about the the possibilities of it of it being do um, you know is it is it an alien abduction or is it you know a, a collection of both of their memories of different things that they've seen and talked about you know like Betty's sister seeing the UFO claiming to have seen a UFO a few years before um, talking to Betty about it and then Barney having this experience in theatre and kind of both of them bringing those together. So you think um, it might just be a, an accumulation of everything? Yeah, I don't think that there's any... I, I mean, I don't know, because I really struggle to, to to believe that aliens exist. I mean, I, How just, dare you. It, it, I don't think aliens exist. <laughs> I do think there's life on other planets. I'm not doubting that, I, because there must be life on other planets. But I just don't... There, are, there were some things that I read about, you know, like how at the time when they came and did these investigations, some of the things that they were using were quite futuristic to Betty and Barney. Like the, they had like a book where they plotted the, diff, you know, wrote things down and stuff and like a star map and stuff that she pointed towards. But I, I just struggled to, again, all these things she could have found out from books. She borrowed UFO books from the libraries and stuff previous to this and and after she was quite fixated on so you don't believe it you know hmm. i think I'd, i i don't want to say no in case i get abducted. Well, <laughs> i think it's aliens um, anyway i do I, yeah. I think it's, this is i think this is the original For one this specific... and i think a lot of the other ones people have copied this just because of the details that everybody puts in their abduction story are like so similar to this that I think something happened. They were abducted by something. Yeah. And I think I'm not. Uh, that, I'm not. Yeah. I think that's what's happened. Well, Something's happened. Aliens have abducted them, done their wee tests, sent them back on their way. 
So what what do you think that the aliens have done with the because apparently they collected um some sperm from Barney and some of Betty's fingernails and bits of the skin you know they scraped bits of the skin cut a bit of the hair. Oh, it's uh, like what humans do when they find a new animal. The belly button. Test to see what it is. See, it's made. You want to see what, how it works, how it operates, yeah. what it does. See the similarities between. So to themselves. conclude. Well, what if this was, if this, if this, if this was sixty years ago, why has nothing come of their investigation then? Why has there not There's been many books book? published about it. No, but by the actual examiner, the UFOs. But why would they the aliens. make a book? Because yeah, they've done all the research. Aliens are not going to release a book on Earth, are they? Well, we release books on yes, the animals but that we discover. This isn't the aliens' you planet. Personally. That'd be like you releasing a book on Mars. Yeah, true. See? Okay. So, so, to conclude, okay. you don't believe it. You you think aliens are all to cod's warp. <laughs> I never said that. I think life exists <laughs> on other planets. I just, I just you think don't... aliens were made up by Hollywood <laughs> to sell films. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think though that it has inspired a lot of like culture, yeah. you know, pop culture nowadays. Like, there's been um, there was this, an episode of American Horror Story yeah, seen in that Asylum one. where, um, yeah, and it was playing, you know, the, the couple yeah, were an interracial couple that were abducted by aliens, obviously inspired by this. So, I, I mean, it. If it was made up by Hollywood, it's it's, it's done its job, hasn't it? Because think of all the. But if anything happens to me tonight, if I, if I get if I get abducted and examined, well, you I'll don't let believe you know. so. I'll just think you're <laughs> making it up. Anyway, that was us just doing a little relaxed talk about Betty and Barney Hill. If you would like to do more research about it. There is a lot of information out there on the internet and all the recordings from the hypno hypnosis sessions. So you can go find that. But until next time, keep it creepy, everybody. Bye. Bye. And remember, you can check out us on Twitter at skeptical underscore pod, where you can find out upcoming episodes. And there is also a list of topics that we will be covering in the future. And on the next episode, We'll probably do something cryptid related. So look forward to that. But thank you, anybody who listens. It's a bit of a shorter one than our last one, but it's more of a relaxed episode. So thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>